This is the African Campfire Stories podcast. This podcast is dedicated to the telling of African history stories and events. Should you pick up anything we might get wrong, or if you just want to offer suggestions, or if you just want to contact us, please leave us a comment on our website, www.africancampfirestories.com. You can also leave a comment on our social media pages on Twitter, African Campfire Stories, on Facebook, African Campfire Stories. The podcast is also available on major streaming platforms, including Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, YouTube, and Player FM. African History Quickies, Episode 3, Arabs' Conquest of North Africa. The Arabic conquest of North Africa was complete by 709 AD. The area was divided into three provinces. Egypt, with its governor, Et al-Fustat, Afrikia, with its governor, at Kairouan, in Tunisia, and the Maghreb in Morocco with its governor at Tangiers. The conquest of North Africa by the Arabic people, like all astoundingly quick Arabic conquests of the 7th and 8th century CE, probably would have never happened had the Arab people not converted to Islam in the early 600s CE. Islam united the Arabian Peninsula and provided the Arab peoples with an impetus to focus on the outside world, instead of their centuries-old tribalistic divisions and conflicts. Historians state that the Muslim theologians of that time essentially divided the world into two distinct worlds or houses, Dar al-Islam, the world or house of peace, and Dar al-Harb, the world of war. This theology, as even Islamic historians point out, is not contained in the Quran. In reality, this meant that in the Dar al-Harb, that is the world that wasn't Muslim yet, holy war or jihad could be conducted in order to bring that world under Allah's orbit, or the Dar al-Islam. At this time, when Arabia got united under Islam, there were basically two powerful neighboring empires. The first was the Byzantine Empire, a.k.a. the Eastern Roman Empire, and the other was the Persian Empire, a.k.a. the Sasanian Persian Empire, based in the area of modern-day Iran. For those who know something about Persian history, Note that this isn't the Persian Empire that famously fought the ancient Greeks in places like Thermopylae and Marathon. In the stories of historian Herodotus, the stories that are told Hollywood-style in the popular 300 movies. That Persian Empire was the Achaemenid Persian Empire, and it was ended by Alexander the Great in 33 BC, so it no longer existed by the time Islam was born in the 7th century CE. However, both Persian empires, the Achaemenid Empire and the Sasanian Empire were based in the area of modern-day Iran. The Byzantine Empire is of more interest to us in this story because it was the empire that controlled North Africa at the time the Arabs conquered North Africa. The Byzantine Empire was what was left in the east after the more famous Roman Empire of Julius Caesar fame had collapsed in the west in 475 CE. The Islamic armies would have to take North Africa from the Byzantine Empire. This was done largely over three main invasions. They were launched in 647 CE and from 665 CE to 689 CE and also in 698 CE. For a modern-day person, attacking and taking over an area the size of North Africa between 647 CE and 709 CE doesn't seem at all that spectacular. But to understand why the early Islamic conquest shocked and astounded the world, try to put yourself back in the 7th century CE. There were no automobiles at the time. No aeroplanes, no tanks, no missiles, no guns, no trucks, no electrically charged or powered ships. These invasions were largely carried out on the backs of camels and horses and on foot, with spears and swords and bows and arrows. Besides, we're just only focusing on North Africa here. 
the entirety of the early Islamic invasions was bigger than just Africa. From Arabia, Islamic armies went east into modern-day Iraq and Iran, past Afghanistan towards the Indian border. Some of the armies went into Central Asia. Some armies went north into Palestine, Syria, and into modern-day Turkey. That is the heartland of the Byzantine Empire. Plus, the Persian and Byzantine empires were intent on stopping the Arabs in every direction. The Persians in the east, the Byzantines in the west and the north. These two states were sophisticated and humongous, with powerful armies. It's not like the Arabs were simply strolling into these areas they were invading. They were fighting the most sophisticated and dangerous militaries of that era. Yet the Arabs were poor, much poorer than the Byzantine Empire and the Persian Empire. Their armies were less equipped, less trained, less experienced. The Arab military leadership was not as experienced. The list of Arab disadvantages is long. Therefore, North Africa was not an easy conquest for the Arabs. Take this example of an illustration of how powerful the Byzantine Empire was. This example shows the kind of resources a world power like the Byzantine Empire could call upon. In 698 AD, the Arabs conquered Carthage in modern-day Tunisia. The powerful Byzantine Empire, with its headquarters in Constantinople, responded aggressively. Constantinople was situated in modern-day Istanbul in Turkey. From Constantinople, the Byzantines sent soldiers, more soldiers and ships were sent from modern-day Sicily, and more soldiers were sent from modern-day Spain. All these places were under Byzantine control. This show of force by a world power caused the Arabic armies to retreat unceremoniously. Historians say the Arabic armies had to run back in the face of the overwhelming Byzantine response. The situation was dire for the Arabs. As if things weren't bad enough, the local tribes around the area of modern-day Tunisia, the Berbers, rebelled against the newly arrived Arabs. It was only in 703 AD, five years later, that the local Arab commander was able to get enough reinforcement troops sent to him. Troops that were sent from Arab headquarters. And this enabled him to successfully push back the Byzantines. By 708 CE, the Arab armies we're on the other side of North Africa, on the Atlantic Ocean side. We don't have the time to recount all the other challenges that were experienced by the Arabs as they were attempting to conquer Africa. However, here is just a quick taste of one of the challenges. One of those difficulties concerned the bloody internal political strife taking place back home in Arabia, where power had to be attained and kept through plots, assassinations and coup d'etats. This might explain why it took a whole five years just to send fresh Arab troops to North Africa. A note about the Berbers before we leave you today. Please be aware that we will cover the much fuller story of the Berbers in the future. That story includes the Berber resistance to the Arabs, their conversion to Islam, their taking over in North Africa, and their involvement in the Islamic conquest of Spain. The Berbers, from whom the Moors would later evolve, mostly live in Morocco, Algeria, Tunisia, Libya, Mauritania, northern Mali, northern Niger, and western Egypt. From the beginning, they would resist the Arab conquest of Africa. After the Arabs conquered North Africa, it was hard for the different Arabic caliphates and dynasties to control North Africa from their bases back in Iraq and Syria. Just a word on the term caliphate. We have previously encountered the term on episode 1 of African History Quickies, so it makes sense to explain it. A caliph is an official successor to the Prophet Muhammad. The Prophet passed away in 632 AD. The states the caliphs ruled over are called caliphates. In recent times in the news, you might have heard that ISIS, right or wrong, 
call themselves the Caliphate. Back to the story of the Berbers. The very long distance between North Africa and the Caliphate headquarters meant that the local Berber dynasties could sometimes take control of the North African territories from the Arabs. History has a way of being funny and complicated. While the Berbers were not too keen on being occupied by the Arabs, there were other local indigenous North African tribes who were not too keen on being under the control of the Berbers. Thus, these other indigenous tribes were happy and welcoming to the Arabs when they came back to take over North Africa with fresh troops in 703 AD. That's all we have for today. Stay tuned for our future programs.